Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host Mads and I'm super excited to be launching season 10. We're nearly at 100 episodes and I never thought we'd get this far but here we are. If you're new here or if you've been enjoying the show, please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast as it's the simplest way to help out the show. It takes two seconds and I would really, really appreciate it. Or just find me on social media and tell all your friends about it. This week I'm joined by best-selling author Sophie Gravia. Sophie grew up in a town just outside Glasgow and has always had a love for the English language. At a young age, she found herself writing funny stories or poems to friends and family for special occasions, and after high school, she undertook a performing arts diploma, flourishing in her creative writing class. Sophie now works full-time as a nurse in a busy city hospital. In 2020, Sophie started writing again as a distraction from the ongoing pandemic, cheered on by fans of her hilarious blog, Sex in the Glasgow City. Sophie is now the author of three best-selling novels. Her first book, A Glasgow Kiss, quickly became an overnight sensation. It topped the number one spot on Amazon, and her second sequel novel, What Happens in Dubai, shot straight to number one in the charts. Sophie's third book, Meet Me in Milan, was released in August this year. In this episode, we discuss Sophie's journey as a writer, how she finds the inspiration to write romantic comedy fiction, what she loves about the genre, her writing process, creating authentic characters, putting a spin on the genre and approaching deeper themes that don't overshadow the core of her stories. Hello, Sophie. Hi, how are you? I'm really good today. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, it's so nice to be chatting with you. I'm really excited to chat about writing fiction because I've had a few writers and authors on the podcast before, but never anyone that has written a fictional story. Most of the, yeah, most of the writers I have on the podcast, they write either their own experiences or like uh, just non-fiction about relationships or sex. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, thank you. Well, let's get stuck into our speed date question round so everyone listening can learn a bit more about you. Uh, my first question is, what is your favourite pop culture moment ever of all time? It can be recent. It can be 10 years ago. Oh, I love um, when Taylor and Kanye. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then when Beyonce went back up and gave Taylor a moment. Love that. That yep. is such an Queen. iconic one. Yep. And I feel like as well, it's weird to look back on stuff like that because Taylor now is just a force. Like it's yep. so different. Yep. Like 
she's like re-released all her music. She's on the Eras tour. I'm actually seeing her in Melbourne in February, which is exciting. My um, I'm moving back home in a couple of months, so my dad oh. got me tickets. So I'm buzzing. I can't wait. We couldn't get tickets, mummy. Oh, girls are no. absolutely dying, and um, they were having this full dramatic moment. We we're on holiday, <laughs> and I was trying to get the tickets, and we couldn't get them. They sold out, and mummy girl posted on her Instagram showing they're living like a single teardrop coming through her eye, and she wrote, oh. "It's a cruel summer after all." And I'm like, take that off! <laughs> the drama. Oh, that's so good. And then you the look drama. at where Kanye is now as well. Like, just who would have thought 10 years ago? I don't even know when that, maybe it probably was about 10 years ago now. Yeah. Like, who would have thought? Yeah. And then you think in 10 years from now, like, what what will it be like? Like, who will be the next big star or who will, like, have a fall from grace? Yep, I know. It's insane. Yeah mental um my next question for you is what is your greatest achievement um oh that's a hard one because I feel like probably my greatest achievement personally obviously I've got kids so you're as a mother you always want to Mm -hmm. see your children's but that's like a full different journey but probably um writing my first book um a Glasgow kiss because I never thought I would even ever write a book so yeah yeah just writing writing a book and having it in my hand and be like oh my goodness I've actually wrote that yeah it's so cool and I can't wait to chat to you a bit more about the process and your journey and everything but before we get into that I'd love to know what is your funniest date story of all time of all time of all time Um, so probably I went out, out on a date and it was like I hadn't dated for years and then I went to I was meet, had arranged to meet this guy um, but the night before um, the day after I was going on this date I was going to Ibiza on a Hindu so it was all just happening all at once so the night before I was going on holiday I decided to go out with him so we went into Glasgow um, had a few drinks it was very um he wasn't like your typical lad or anything like that. He was just, mm-hmm. he just seemed really nice. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even know if he fancied me, to be honest. Mm. And um, so after it, we had a few drinks and I couldn't get a taxi home. So he oh. was like, just come to my bit. We'll phone a taxi. It's obviously freezing in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. We hadn't kissed. We hadn't done anything. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's totally fine. Yeah, friend um, vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went back to his bit. Um, made me a drink that was fine yeah. I went into the bathroom and I came out and he was naked on the floor <gasps> what? kneeling kneeling at the door as I walked in um sorry <laughs> wait so he just he just assumed that this is what's happening now what yeah so no it gets worse oh, so <laughs> he was kneeling at the floor right and I was like what is going on here oh my and God. he says I've just been thinking about this all night and I say, so I'm thinking that I've got about three hours before I really need to leave the airport. So I was yeah. like, nothing is happening here. And I went, oh, like, I'm not going to sleep with you. And yeah. he was like, I don't want to sleep with you. And I was Wait, like, what are you what? talking about? You're like naked. And he's like, I've just been thinking about this all night. And then he started sniffing my crotch. What? Wait. Sniffing, sniffing full on. Wait, wait, so kneeling at the door of the bathroom and then just went in for the sniff, the crotch sniff. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't get it. Do, had you spoken about crotch sniffing nothing, on the day? Nothing. Nothing. We hadn't even really flirted. We were just talking oh about our God. lives and jobs. Oh my God. Yep. I but yep. then it's also like, why na- why be naked? You can yeah. do that like clothes. <laughs> what? But then so he says to me, then he he went on and he was like, How long have you had your underwear on for? Oh um, my god. And I was like, oh, a few hours. But I was actually wearing a bodysuit. So obviously it clasps at the crotch, right? Yeah. And then he was, he, he done this, can I just, and he tugged up at my stomach, <gasps> unraveled the bodysuit. Oh. oh, my God. And the worst part is, I actually, I was so shocked, I actually let him do it for a few seconds because I was just, just I like, looked what? as if I had a big baby grow, a baby's vest on, and I was just like watching him in his living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then you just got your plane to ibiza in three hours from then yep yep and what i was a like whirlwind. i need to go did mm-hmm. you tell the girlies on the plane so that, that this that's happened? how i started i started <laughs> i had the fear i had my hoodie up on the plane yeah. and then when oh we arrived in ibiza we were sitting around the pool and i was like guys the weirdest thing happened to me last night oh and i started telling them that is i love that story how <laughs> but also just like then like ask like maybe ask first hey yeah. do you mind if I do oh god men are so weird sometimes I know. why are they like that it's so <laughs> why bad are I, they know. Like that? I know oh god I love that story thank you so much for sharing <laughs> um <laughs> my next question is I'd love to speak to you a bit more about your journey as a writer so can you start by telling our listeners a bit about yourself and your journey as a writer and how it started because I read that you wrote your first book in COVID in lockdown as like a yep. boredom thing or just something to do and I'd just love to hear more about that because I did actually have a little bit of a research last night saw a few daily mail articles about yeah. all kinds of stuff so yeah it, just tell me everything about the journey because I'm fascinated. Yeah, so I'm also a nurse um, and I was working obviously during COVID and it was horrible and everything else. Um, and I've, I'm a mum as well, so I've got two wee girls as well. Um, and I, I used to blog, so after that horrific date with the panty sniffer, oh. um, one of my friends says to me, you should blog this. And yeah. I started like this wee online blog um and it was just like with dodgy dates and it was just like a small community like it like 2000 um people on it it was just an instagram page and we used to share dodgy dates but i was completely anonymous so no one knew it was me ah. so it was so good it was so good what was the um, anonymity for was it because you were a nurse or because you're a mom yeah. or a mixture of both yeah okay yeah, i cool. think it was and it, i think it gave me free reign to write whatever mm. i wanted because i didn't want like my mom reading these stories or yeah. like anything like that do you know i used to think i should do the podcast anonymously and i was gonna use a pseudonym that was like susan so random or something like Susan Sarandon and I think and then I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it and go guns blazing yeah yeah mum and dad will be like oh I listened to the pod on the way home today a bit of a weird one and I'll be like oh god (laughs) like what have you heard (laughs) I haven't I haven't even told my mum and dad I've got a podcast I do not want (laughs) them to listen to mine (laughs) other jokes um anyway continue sorry so yeah so then like the blogging was fun like mm-hmm. lots of people would write in their dates and it would mm-hmm. be all good like a good laugh um but then COVID happened so there was no date and no 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 anything and I just kind of forgot about it 
So one day I was at the hospital and we had to do this sort of wellness session. Um, and this person came in to talk us all, obviously been really hard times. And we had to go around the room and say one thing that we were doing for ourselves during lockdown. That's nice. And um, so all the doctors and stuff were like, oh, I've started up playing the cello again. And yeah. then it was coming towards me and I'm like, oh my God, I lie in my house and watch Netflix. Like, Literally, I do yeah. not do anything. Yeah. And um, they were all saying like, they do abstract painting and running and all these, and it was coming closer. And then it came to oh, me God. and they were like, Sophie, what do you do? And I, yeah. I pure, was so dramatic, burst out crying. Like, <laughs> and then they couldn't even hug me, right? So they're saying, just let it out. And I'm like, just move on. <laughs> it was so dramatic. I'm like, oh. what am I actually doing crying? So oh I was totally shamed. And then yeah. that night I thought, I've always wanted to write a book. So I literally just started what? a Glasgow kiss. Yeah. Oh my God. And then where did it go from there? Like, did you just submit it to a publisher? Like, how did it blow up? Because it did really well, didn't it? Yeah. So I basically had that my idea was I would just like make it for the people that had read the blog. Like, yeah, I had never, sure. I, I didn't ever think I would even mm. get published. I looked into like Googled how to get your book published. Yeah. And um, it basically said there was no chance of like a first time author getting published. Yeah. So. I thought, oh, well, that's that. And then I um, YouTubed how to self-publish on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time researching that. And Mm. then I basically, on the 13th of December, I self-published my book on Amazon. Oh, Um, wow. And I, I told like my Facebook friends, like wasn't a lot at the time, and just some people on Instagram, um, I've wrote a book. It's a bit raunchy. Family, please don't read it. Like, <laughs> um, and I turned my phone off because I was so embarrassed. I was like, I just can't cope with yeah, if everyone's honestly. like, oh, why she wrote a book? Oh my god! And, um, when I woke up the next day, it was number one in the Amazon charts. <gasps> oh literally my overnight. god! How yeah. did that happen? It must have been people like telling their friends, and that's so crazy. Yeah. It just Good totally blew up, yeah. And then a publisher started approaching me. Oh, so, love that. Well yeah. done. Honestly, yeah. I feel like that story is so similar to how I started the podcast. Like putting yourself out there is so scary. And like, especially when you're using your existing platforms, like with friends and family and stuff, or people from school who just like just nosy people who want to see if you're gonna fuck it up and like yeah when I put the first episode live I was like oh my god I was like I can't go on the internet today like everyone it was getting thousands of listens too I was like fuck everyone's sending it to their friends it sucks like I'm so scared and then like everyone the feedback I got was just amazing and like everyone was like this is the best this is so funny like and then it just grew and like people um you know people started reaching out to me like guests or authors like yourself or um whoever and they wanted to go on it and I was like oh my god and now yeah it's just like a proper size but I was genuinely terrified I was like this is so humiliating but you just have to do it like you have to take the risk it's the first step and then once you do it once it becomes normal for people so they expect it of you like like you said everyone you think everyone's going to be like oh why she wrote a book why has she started a podcast like who do they think they are or something. But then once it's like you get part and it's it's also like at the moment I'm trying to do more TikTok stuff because for podcasting it's just yeah. the way to the way to go and the way to reach more people. And like 
I've, I'm like just feeling myself talking. I'm like, this is so cringe. Like, it's, oh, yeah. It's I hate a, doing. I hate oh. doing like speaking videos, and you need to talk oh. to my agent. Will message me like, we need more talking videos on Instagram, and I'm like lying in bed with these crass like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, sometimes I do it when I'm like walking home from like an event or walking home from work or something. Because I feel like if I've got my AirPods in and I'm walking, no one's gonna be able to listen to me because they'll just walk past and hear part. They'll think I'm on Facetime or something, and yeah. I'm like, I'm just filming myself. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> but I'm like, you just got to do it. But then the thing is, once you've done it a few times, you're like, this is actually not that awkward but it just feels cringy at the time yeah it definitely does (laughs) oh god and now that you are a published author and you've been uh, approached by different publishers tell me everything about your new novel meet me in milan is it a sequel to a glasgow kiss like just tell me everything about it so yeah so when i signed with the publishers i then wrote another novel which was called what happens in dubai that also went to number one in the charts and that was a sequel to a Glasgow kiss and then this is the one that's coming out on Thursday is meet me in Milan and that is the final in the series so it's like a trilogy I'm so proud of you it's so cool I know it's so I actually can't believe I've wrote three books but um this one is already that one topped the charts on pre-orders alone because that many people (gasps) pre-ordered it oh my god so it's crazy that's amazing can you give us any clues about the plot like what like the characters you know what's like the what's the themes in the book so the books are basically it's like a sort of working class Mm -hmm. Bridget Jones um and slash sort of 50 shades but gone wrong so (laughs) there's all these steamy moments leading up to sex and then like someone fucks it up one way or another like Uh so it's basically just taking the piss out of dating and like how there's nothing romantic actually about dating oh my god Um, I love that yeah so it's just and it's like total uh, Glaswegian humor so Mm -hmm. it's just loads of swearing and sex and yeah a scandal but it's really really funny but there's like underlying like there's loads of um body issues and just all the sort of things that you go through when you're dating and insecurities and like friendships and stuff like that so yeah oh my god I can't wait to read it that's so exciting and what inspired you to write to start writing so would you call it comedy romance fiction what's the genre yeah I know so people say like it's like erotic comedy fiction but then others are like more chiclet I would say it's probably more chiclet but there is just a few steamy moments there's not loads and loads but (laughs) just constant yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) I love that what what inspired you to start writing for that particular genre well I just I don't know because when I when I thought about writing I actually thought do I want to write like a children's book so I've done quite a (laughs) bit I've gone the whole opposite way (laughs) (laughs) um but then because I had blogged about sex and about these dates. It makes sense, yeah, yeah. I thought this was actually really fun and sex mm-hmm. sales, doesn't it? So Love that. And is there a yeah. particular aspect of the genre that draws you in personally? I love the comment. I love the patter, like, between the the people. Like, yeah. she, the, ca- the main character's called Zara and her best friend's mm-hmm. Ashley. Mm-hmm. And they've got such a nice relationship, like, no yeah. filter, just constant banter between the two of them yeah um and just a really honest friendship and it when I write it it just reminds me of my best friend so I really enjoy writing like the parts of it that's so fun and then 
Can you walk me through your typical writing process? Like how do you approach creating a create like creating a compelling romance narrative? And and like is it based on your personal experiences? Like do you have certain characters that are inspired by people in your life? I know you just mentioned your best friend. Like do you draw inspiration from everyone around you? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's different parts of the characters, and I think, well, that's like so-and-so that'll be like, whoever, and then you can kind of mix them in as well together. Um, the the panty sniffer guy, I put him in my first book because yes. I thought he's the reason that I blogged. So he's <laughs> he's in he's in the first book. Do you reckon he knows? Do you reckon he's read it and he's like, That's He messaged me. me. Did he? he? Me? Shut up. Oh, my God. Wait, mm-hmm. what did he say? He me. And he says, he asked me out for a drink, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> and But see, after that full fiasco of sniffing the pants and stuff, he just ghosted me, right? He never messaged me or anything, which was fine. And um, so he randomly messaged me and asked me out for a drink, like, a year and a bit later. Yeah. And I thought I had the moral high ground here because I had been ghosted. So I was yeah. like, you know, that really surprises me. And he's like, why? Yeah. And I was like, because you totally ghosty be like you went off the radar and after doing something so random as yeah. well like I feel like that's not like you know we're not here to kink shame do you think no. but like that's not exactly vanilla and there was no mm. boundaries set there was no like conversation it was just classic man doing whatever he wants and expecting people to be okay like that's bad from him and then for him to ghost you like fuck off mate yeah yeah so he says I only ghosted you because you wrote a fucking blog on me and I was like ah <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Yeah. I yeah. would have actually fainted and thrown up. I, and it was like one o'clock in the morning, so all my friends were sleeping, and I just remember pacing my house, going, right. going oh, what will I say? What will I say? So I just wrote back, ha 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 
<laughs> oh my actual god, that's so funny. And now I wonder if he knows he's in the book. He's probably read it. So you know. he does. He does. He's read it. Um, oh, but but he, he, he messages me like really nice messages, like oh, oh. you're smashing it and like so good funny. on you. Isn't it weird when you go out with someone and then they become like a weird sort of like a friend or like a hype hype man yeah, like yeah. I went out with this guy and we we didn't really like click or anything but he's an actor and then he was in this BBC show and I saw him and I messaged him I'm like well done mate that's so sick and like then he went sober and I messaged him and I was like so proud of you like I don't even, <laughs> I didn't even barely know him but like he would message me and be like oh I love this pic but it's like <laughs> it's so wholesome I'm like this is my best friend. This is the best yeah. friend I've ever had. Like, who are you? The energy. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Such supportive girly energy. I'm like, yes, yeah. slay. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, I had another question. So obviously romance is a genre that's known for its, an, its emotional depth. And I know that you said it was like erotic comedy fiction, but I'm assuming that there's romantic storylines that are woven in yeah. love at that in a chiclet. So how yeah. do you create? relatable and authentic characters that readers connect with because I think it's hard to to keep it different and fresh when you know everyone's love stories are quite similar like the the stages are the same and stuff like how do you keep it engaging especially having written three books now yeah so my three books as well like the main obviously the main character is Zara it's always an in and out with the with a guy and yeah. all three books. There's always like tension. Is she going to? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think the I think the way that I keep it more relatable is by acknowledging all the insecurities and you're obviously in her head and all the doubts that she's having. So like he didn't text me back. He's got blue ticks. So he's definitely read it. Who else is he messaging? He's online. Like, and that's all the sort of things that we do. Yeah. And just by keeping the relationships sort of normalise them. Like I think a lot of of books as well, when you read them, like you can't really relate to a lot of the, the characters, like whether they're, a billionaire and they're living in do you know what I mean it's not it's not relatable um but yeah I think just building that tension and not going straight in and all the way you're obviously writings it's so much it's good because you can obviously document all the looks and whereas obviously television it's completely different so you're documenting all the looks and taking it slow and slow and slow and then is it going to happen you don't know and then something obviously happens so it's just building the tension I think throughout the full the full plot. It must be challenging and fun to sort of balance originality and, you know, putting your unique spin on the classic elements of romance and um and chiclet novels. So you've got all of your um familiar tropes that come with those novels, but then putting your spin on it. How do you keep that balance and how do you bring it back to um something that makes it unique? I think so when I first started writing I wanted to make sure it was more a novel for because when I started dating I felt like I don't know I just felt like the at times when I was dating like one guy in particular and he's totally based on the main guy to, co- completely different but it was this sort of energy that I got from him um I just always felt like I wasn't good enough and it's horrible because my friends like when they've been dating and they've been in similar situations you just want to shake the person and be like 
it's not you. It's just not going to yeah, work out. Yeah, you want to, sh- if it's someone you love as well, you want to just shake them and be like, you're awesome. Like, you're amazing. Yeah. Like, my friend was proposing to his boyfriend this weekend and I texted him and I was like, you deserve the world. Like, good luck, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, you know, like, I, I don't deserve you. Like, I don't deserve him. I'm like, stop. Like, you're, I was yeah. like, you're making me cry. Like, I'm yeah. so proud of you and so excited. Like, you know, like they don't deserve you. Like this is so cool that you're doing this. So, yeah, it's heartbreaking to go through that, like seeing your friends not love themselves how you love them. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to write a book for one of my friends was was feeling like that in particular, and I thought I'm going to write, when I do this ending, I'm not going to do like a sort of stereotypical romance, she gets (laughs) a guy and more of a... Um, a journey a self journey and make Mm. the character realize that she doesn't actually need a guy and she is actually so much happier on her own and it's sort of a journey a self-worth like at the start she's so obsessed with tinder and like how many matches and why someone didn't message her back and maybe I should change my pictures and all that sort of stuff that you feel and then at the end she realizes she doesn't actually need that and she's quite happy um just doing her thing so I felt like that was quite unique in terms of a romantic obviously novel um and trying to catch the guy yeah and you know what I actually watched Bridget Jones on Saturday and there was so much like it was probably considered quite progressive when it came out and quite modern and like you know older single woman blah 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 but the amount that they talk about her weight in there and like oh my goodness and she's not even fat one bit I was like I would literally love to look like that like yeah, what yeah. I was like sorry I when know. she's in that little bunny outfit I was like she looks amazing insane insane, insane and just so hot and I was like why do they like I think it's nice that you know, you can put this modern spin on it, which actually aligns with modern day values, like watching stuff back. It's nice to see over time how people's attitudes change towards different things. And um, that was something else I wanted to go back to. So when you were saying about your friend, you know, feeling all these things and you wanted to write the novel from her, when you're drawing from real life experiences, how how does that help to develop your characters and develop the story? Like, do you prefer, I know you mentioned earlier, you like to do a bit of a crossover, but is that like, yeah, how much of it is actually true? Like of what it has, it, you, what you've experienced? Because especially if you've had the blog and you've had some crazy dates and stuff, like how much of it, um, yeah, is drawn from your real life? I think a lot like you see things every day and you hear like mm. patter, you hear like stories get mentioned and you and that straight away think, Oh, I could put that in the book somehow. Like yeah. even if it's just a wee tiny way and just sort of worm it worm its way in. So I would say quite a lot is drawn but completely changed, whether it's it's just to match the storyline. Um but character wise the the best friends um the main character's best friend is definitely based on my best friend Sarah. That's so fun for her as well, isn't it? Like yeah. is she reading it going, is this me? And the thing is <laughs> Sarah Sarah owns a hairdresser and it's called Bombshell. So the the character was going in, obviously when I first wrote this book and I'm just thinking, oh, it's nothing. Yeah. And she was going in there to get her hair done and the next thing people are going into her hairdressers now and be like, oh my God, is this where Zana gets her hair done? And Stop. she's like... <laughs> what? That's yeah. so 
fun. That's insane. Oh, and have you had many people reach out to you and say that they love the story and stuff? Because if it's an Amazon bestseller overnight, like I imagine you must get literally hundreds of messages. Seriously, yeah. that's so crazy. And what like yeah. what kind of stuff are they saying? Just thank you for writing it and and stuff like yeah. that. Lots of people are like, oh, I was having such a bad time and I've been reading this oh. and you've cheered me up. Like I can't thank you enough. Like all, like all that sort of stuff. Like they're just really yeah. really nice and positive. Or People are like, I've read this in a day. When's the next one out? And I'm like, mate, <laughs> calm down. That's it. Me <laughs> today. That's a year. Like, give me a year, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool. And do you get yeah. what's like the weirdest DM you've ever got? Do you ever get any really weird ones, like from men or like anything creepy or anything funny? I I get loads of like I'll get loads of uh, some some people some guys just message me and just say slut, but literally what? that's it. And I'm like. It's like I wrote a whole book and you can only write one word. I've not like, been on a date. I've not been on a date this year. And I'm like, yeah. I wish I was. I'm seriously needing some. I wish I was a slut. But I oh, just try like, or some people will then some guys will just want to sit and tell me their dating disasters. But it's like really creepy. It's not like funny. It's just like and then I don't, and I'm just thinking, ew, stop, ew. Stop. Like I don't know you, and I didn't ask. I know. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> But I've I've had like the last few weeks. So basically, the book isn't out till Thursday. In the last few weeks, my publisher, because the Scottish holidays um, happen earlier than in England, so we've been in summer um, sooner. So my publisher arranged to put um, the books in Glasgow and Edinburgh Airport early. And like these have been the weirdest DMs because people have been buying plane tickets to go into the airport just to buy the book, like cheap flights. And then ditching the flights and leaving. That's no. actually wild. Wait, it's so they insane. they buy a plane ticket to go into the airport to get them and then they to leave the, the airport. Book. Yep. And then just H- leave the airport. How much is the cheapest flight? Like 20 quid? I think they were getting so someone bought one to Belgium and it was like £21. And then <gasps> there was some like you can get them from to Scotland from Ireland for like 12 quid. That's the most flattering thing I've ever heard. That is so crazy. cool. Look, so crazy. Yeah. I hope that they're listening to this episode right now and then they're like, that's me. Yeah. I love I love the store. I love Zara. I it just want to read it. posted all, like, all over their Instagram and it's like people walking into Glasgow Capone and they're like, yes, I'm one of these crazy people. And then what? I was sitting in the house like, oh my God, you're so mad. That but, is yeah, sick. They, they had to move the... They had to move them from behind like security to the front desk at Glasgow Airport, so you don't have to go through security because it was messing up with the you know people were getting shouted on all the time. That is hilarious. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I wonder if that's a common thing for people. You know what it is? It's probably more fiction because people get invested in like the yeah. character and the story, and they want to know what's going to happen and stuff. Like, it's probably less for like non-fiction I imagine because you're not like deeply it's like when you're watching a tv show and you're like I'll do anything to see what is gonna happen you know yeah or like the Harry Potter books when they were coming out like I lined up as a kid to go and get the the new one Mm -hmm. so cool and um how do you approach incorporating deeper themes and messages into your books without overshadowing the comedy that's at the core of the structure and the romance as well? Because I know you mentioned you bring in some like more feminist messages or about self-empowerment or body image, different things yeah. like that. So yeah, how do you how do you make sure, how do you strike the balance between keeping it light and keeping it fun and then having those messages inc- included too? I think it's writing great characters is the, mm. the secret. So when you're trying to um, do like a sort of deeper message and 
stuff like that, then you've you've got these funny characters that are going to come back with like a smart ass comment at the end of it. But you can see that it's emotional and it's powerful as well at that. So I think it's just really writing good characters. Mm-hmm. Um, some tip, but see, sometimes when I'm writing it, like I'm not in a funny mood. You can't be in a funny <laughs> mood all the time. So yeah. sometimes I'll actually, I'm like, finish work, half sleep, and I'm like, just writing the plot. Yeah. And then they set it to the side. Then one day that I'm feeling more funny, I'm like putting in all the all the funny. Oh my God, <laughs> that's so interesting. You know what? This is really inspiring me. And I'm wondering if anyone listening is hoping to, you know, write fiction or like just go for it and try it. Like what advice would you have to anyone wanting to do that? And also I will be using the advice because I'm like, <laughs> I've, I've been trying to think of a nonfiction. I've been working on a nonfiction book and now I'm like, Maybe I'll do fiction. It sounds fun because yeah. you can just make it up. <laughs> yeah, literally. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. What What's the best advice that you'd have? Maybe like top three tips. I think the biggest one is not to... I think the, the, the my first book was probably my favourite to write because there was absolutely no pressure um, from publishers, from agents, from fans, like to anyone. So I would say the first one is don't concern yourself with like getting published or getting your story out like literally just spend all your time and making the story the best it can possibly be without contacting anyone um because I think if you put all the work I get so many messages from people I'm like I'm halfway through my book um could you read and I'm like you need to finish the book like I don't even send yeah I don't send it to my publishers until it's totally completed yeah fair and they'll have their own comments and stuff anyway, right? They'll have their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well and then they'll come back to me. Yeah. So yeah, I would say don't worry about all of the sort of getting published. Just sort of do if you do it for you and you're happy with it. Then at the end of the day, you've wrote a fucking book. Like it's a massive achievement just even doing that without getting published and stuff. Yeah. Um. The other thing, tip two, I would say set yourself sort of goals like break Mm. it down um so if you're doing like four thousand words a week or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, just sort of do that and try and stick to it as much as you can or else you just you'll never finish it yeah like set yourself (laughs) milestones and like a little treat at the end or something so you can make sure that you get it done definitely I was gonna say what would you say in regards to writing what you know because that's sort of what everyone everyone says, if you're going to write a book, write about something you know, because if I was to write about like police procedure or something, I don't know that. But if I was to write about dating in London, I know everything. So I guess it's like, it's, you can tell if it's inauthentic, but what would you say in regards to that? Because a lot of the stories are pulled from your life or your friendships, but then was there parts of the book that you had to research? Like, was there, you know, like, have you been to Milan, for example, or been to Dubai? Like, did you have to research places, you know? Yeah. So I've been to both, I've been to both Milan and Dubai. um, And I hadn't been to Milan and my publisher was like, we were trying to pick, pick a place and she was like, why don't you go to Milan? And I was like, yeah. oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So me and, my, me and my friends went out to to Milan after that just for a research trip. But, yeah, I mean, you kind of take everything in in the days. So, um, like, even had to do so much research, like, even going into, like, restaurants and then you have to then look up the menu and look up the prices and, like, loads and loads of stuff like that that takes quite a lot of time. But, yeah. Um, just loads just loads and loads of stuff like what the weather's like at that time when's it getting dark at that time like that's so true yeah it's just it's quite intense when you look up but I mean 
it just makes the story believable, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And it's more engaging for readers as well because, like, if I'm watching a show about London or I'm watching a show about Melbourne, like, I know both cities so – I'm from Melbourne. I know both cities so in-depth. So it's like when you see, you know, a coffee shop you know or if you read in a book, like, it's like a location you've been to. You're like, oh, I've been to Hyde Park. I've been there, yeah. Yeah, it's so much more engaging for for the reader. But I definitely would say for – like knowing what you see when I started about obviously because I'm a nurse um Zara's an aesthetics nurse in the book so she works in a um aesthetics company um and when I started writing it she was going to be a lawyer <laughs> and uh, I quickly realized I'm not I a lawyer don't know fucking one thing about yeah. law <laughs> so that's I was so like good. okay I do know about nursing so I changed it oh that's such a that's such great advice Oh, well, it's been so wonderful having you on the podcast and Thank you've you. honestly inspired me so much. I'm now I'm like, oh, I've got a lot of work to do this afternoon. Maybe I'll go and write my book treatment. <laughs> see, if, <laughs> see if I can come up with something. But it's been brilliant having you. I can't wait to read it now. I feel like I'm really like going to go be one of those airport girlies and go and get my copy. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time. This no, has been thank really you fun. For having me. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Sophie. Please let me know on my Instagram, TikTok, wherever, if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share with the podcast. Peace. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts.